All right, guys, we are back for another episode of the Hustle Podcast. We are on episode 17. 17 already. I know. And we decided to bring back Dylan. <laughs> um, but we're really excited um, to actually dive in and just really talk on just a more level approach of our thoughts on the real estate market in the next five years. Because right now with the instability of the market, it feels like to some people, it seems like mainly the questions that we're getting is, where do you think the market's going to go? What do you think the next five years is going to be? Should we buy? Should we sell? So uh, Dylan. So what are your thoughts, Faith? <laughs> you know, I asked the question, so I feel like it should go to you first. Yeah. Um, so Dylan, I'm a, I'm a buyer. Give me a scenario. Uh, so scenario, um, I have a 3% interest rate. Um, and so you already own a home. And so I own a home. I have a 3% interest rate. I'm really kind of just stuck in my mortgage payment. But, you know, I think that, hey, eventually I do need to sell, you know, outgrow my space. You know, do you think I should sell now? Like, what do you think in the next five years where we're going to be? Yeah, I think a lot of people are experiencing that where it's, you know, you have these, they call them golden handcuffs where it's like your your mortgage is $1,500 a month and to buy the same house, it's going to be $2,500 a month or more. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a really common problem. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, whether you're going to buy now or later, it's just, it's, it's, uh, I think it's just going to keep getting more expensive. And I think moving forward, the um uh sorry I lost my train of thought um wow I literally didn't know where I was going with that can we <laughs> splice on this thing or no okay cool let's uh can we just start over from <laughs> the beginning all right guys we're back <laughs> I literally started talking and I was just like I started feeling the heat of the uh the lights and I was like oh, fuck where am I going with this <laughs> okay Okay, we're gonna start over. Ready? Yeah. Dylan's our first guest back. Okay. Hello. Okay. All right, guys, we are back for episode 17, 17 of the Hustle Podcast. And it's been a while since Dylan's joined us, but I kind of been thinking of bringing back some of our thoughts in the OGs, the, 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 OGs, <laughs> the people behind this, um, just to really uh, talk a lot about what we see on a day-to-day basis. Um, we talk a lot in this podcast about the hustle, the grind, um, building something, building momentum. And today we just really want to focus on a lot of questions we get as realtors in our industry. Um, what does the next five years look like? You know, should I be buying? Should I be selling? So I thought it'd be really cool to give both of ours perspective um, in how Dylan sees the market, how I see the market, to hopefully give you some kind of guidance as to maybe what your next step should be. Mm-hmm. So um, a lot of both of us have heard people in this locked in effect they have a 3%, maybe even a two and a half percent. They're just married to their interest rate, but they also feel equally stuck mm-hmm. in the idea of how do I move forward out of this house to afford something better? But I'm now so used to this $1,200, $1,500 payment. Mm-hmm. Um, so over the next five years, obviously we're not genies. This is just kind of yeah. merely what we feel. What are you kind of seeing as your best advice for those people that are kind of stuck in that locked in effect right now. Yeah, it's hard. I think that's happening a lot lately where people have a really low interest rate and they want to either upsize or even downsize. Sometimes they're going from a bigger home with a low interest rate down to a smaller home with a higher interest rate. And they're saying, why would I, mm-hmm. if the payment's the same, why would I do that? You know, so there's a lot of that going on, but yeah, it's hard because yeah, I think if you were to wait, you know, 
wait for interest rates to come down, you're just going to be competing with people that are also waiting for the same thing. So it's this weird kind of, we're in this weird purgatory of, you know, everyone's kind of waiting. I think it's just going to keep making demand, just keep building up and building up and the supply is not keeping up with it. So it's hard. Those it's, people with those locked in. Yeah. People are aren't going to literally sell. just holding on to their house, which is holding on to the inventory that everybody's dying to have. Yep. And as soon as those people with the lock in effects, say mm, interest rates are at least better where I would consider selling. Mm-hmm. It's just also going to, in my effect, going to be, or my thought process going to be a snowball effect for everybody else thinking the same thing. Right. It's almost like a perfect storm. Yeah. It, you're just waiting for, everyone's waiting for the same, you know, same thing to happen. And then once that thing happens, whether it comes down to 6%, 5%, whatever that number is that breaks that, there's a few different ideas of what number that is, but um, we'll see, I guess, what that number is. But um but yeah, it's almost like you almost have to be somewhat of a contrarian when it comes to timing the market. And, and you know, a lot of times it's your personal situation. It's not like, oh, I'm going to time the market to be like the most financial wizard that I can be. It's mm. just sometimes you need to upgrade or downgrade or whatever you need to do. Um, but yeah, what I mean, what are your thoughts? I mean, we're kind of going into like a trending down interest rate market, but it seems like it's holding kind of at that, you know, high sixes, low sevens for a while now. Um, I mean, I definitely would say 2023 was a very volatile year for interest rates. We saw them go as high as 8% and it just felt like a screeching halt to anybody wanting to buy. Or all the of our sap- grandparents were like, oh, back in my day, it was 18%. 17%. And it's like, well, yeah, you're, you you bought your house for a, a bag of nickels back then, you know? Yeah, which felt like a lot back then. Yeah, back, it felt like a lot back then. But <laughs> It's yeah. all perspective. And I yeah. think, you know, 2023 was a very volatile year. We saw 7 8%. It was all over the map. And I think people were just trying to find some consistent rhythm to say, okay, if this is the new norm, I can accept this and I can jump into it. But what's interesting is even in the Shasta County market back in uh, 2023, which is, you know, crazy, we're now in 2024 mm-hmm. of February, um, back in 2023, uh, depreciation of everybody thinking houses were just losing, um, you know, their value. Yes. I mean, we saw price drops. We saw people getting air quotes, good deals, potentially, depending mm-hmm. on the desperate situation of the seller. But overall appreciation um, didn't change that much drastically. I mean, we maybe saw like a negative two to three percent interest. Uh, and it was a percentage. short period of time, too. It wasn't well, even... year to date. Oh, looking at all of the um, median uh, sales price, it was a change of about I, I don't have it exactly in front of me, but close to around three percent, negative three percent. And what's interesting is after December of 2023 and moving into January as our market summary of January of 2024, we had a 30% increase in pending sales. And I think that really took a turn. One, holidays were over. But two, I really think that interest rates started to become a consistent of we're in the sixes. And once Mm -hmm. interest rates hit to mid to maybe even high sixes, people felt like they could start not guessing, but seeing a pattern Mm -hmm. that, okay, this is where it's going to be at. So those buyers that were savvy or those buyers that found the affordability said, I can see the opportunity with what inventory is on the market and jump in and then get a good deal out of the seller. I mean, right now, the buyers that are in this market right now, February of 2024 and saying, Hey, I can work with a 6% interest rate. 
and the seller is equally still motivated to move their product because they have a divorce, changes mm-hmm. in job, whatnot. I mean, we're still seeing people are getting like $15,000 credits on the houses and right. it's still, it's more of an even balanced market. Even balance. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's houses that you and I have written on and it's been multiple offers. Mm-hmm. And I think those are the prices, homes that are priced just under to create that urgency for those buyers out there. Um, so I think that's more of a strategic pricing. Yeah. Um, that just gets the result of the seller a lot quicker. Yeah. Um, so yeah. It's moving hard. into it's... five years from now, I mean, yeah, it's like I the way I see it, it's like I don't see it any other way other than prices just going up in the next, you know, let's say five to 10 years just because of the what we're going through right now. Um, you know, builders are not keeping up with demand. So that's a that's a you can't just you can't just build, you know, a million homes at, at the drop of a hat. You have well, to, like, and I also, it takes time. You and know? I also think that builders backed off a lot in 2023 yeah, because scared. it was like scared. Like who's going to buy my inventory at seven, 8%. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like slowly build. And it's interesting for a while. We, and I know that we have new builders like DR Hortons in our area. Yeah, so they're they, big builder, yep. big, big developer. And they won't, they will only list a house until it's like 30 days out. Mm -hmm. They're not like previously where we would have different contractors like Palomar when they were still in, where it was like, it was a pre-market lots for sale, houses going up, pick your customizations, all this stuff. Mm -hmm. And now the tone's so much different of like when the house is almost ready to go because costs change, building costs went up. And so instead of almost underselling, they're now selling at more of like, Hey, this is actually true cost value. And I can be sure of this number to recoup my cost. But yeah, builders stepped out for a while. Yeah. And then it's it, the longer rates are a little bit higher. Um, I feel like, you know, people are coming out of college. People are, you know, having kids and they're looking for their, okay, what's what's our first home going to look like? Mm-hmm. Those people are pushing pause just like everyone else is kind of waiting for this magical rate to hit the market. And it's it, it doesn't seem like it's that long, but the, the longer that rates are higher or escalated um, in my, the way I see it is just it's going to take a long time to fulfill that demand the longer that we go down this road. So I, yeah, I I wish we could buy every house that we could ever, you know, that we could see, but you know, that's just not realistic, but it's like, I feel like the next 10 years are going to be very, very um, good in real estate appreciation. Not good if you're hoping that for prices to crash, but um, yeah, the next 24 months, who knows, but yeah, next 10 years. Well, and I think if you even just look at the national kind of, overlook on how the how the feds even handled inflation Mm -hmm. all of this has been driven by everybody knows that you know is in the news and in uh, you know the economy report is all driven by pulling down inflation our Mm -hmm. dollar spend our spending as a fed everyone's feeling that way out of control post-covid it was basically like free money at that Mm -hmm. point and now it's just this backtrack cycle of how do we get ourselves out of this high inflation report but it still goes back that even in 2023 what felt like the worst year of interest rates ever um for a long time still proved that the market the housing market was strong mm-hmm. i mean sales were still happening yes they were significantly less but sales were still happening we and people that had the equity in their house either pulled out or they hold on to their house because they don't need to sell. Yeah. Um, and the people that did sell obviously had a reason, diapers, divorce, you know, job changes and everything like that. Um, and so I think what the Fed was hoping to achieve out of higher interest rates, yes, compressed the market, but there was still um, 
kind of like still momentum mm-hmm. from savvy homeowners who just then buckled down and held on to their homes um, or buyers who jumped in and saw an opportunity. Right. It's kind of funny to think that rates were in the threes, under threes for years, you know, for yeah. probably two years there, it was under 3%. And it's just crazy to think that it's like when you're in the moment, you don't feel like this is some crazy, amazing well, opportunity. We bought our house at a 5% interest rate and we right. thought we didn't know anything different. Yeah, we, we were like, oh, five. And yeah, then it, it went right. down to four and then went down to three. And then we, we refinanced twice or three we, times. We refin- we refinanced twice. Yeah. Um, and we were like five. And then we went to, I think, three, three something. And then, and then when it was like the free money, 2%, we're like, uh, okay. We'll yeah. Refinance. One more time. <laughs> one more time. <laughs> um, but it's, it's funny that when you're in that situation, it's like, it's just normal. Mm-hmm. Like it, when, when rates were two and a half percent, it was like, oh, that's just the going rate. Now people would kill for a two and a half percent rate. It's just funny that now the 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 benefit is you're not fighting with 15 other people to buy a house right. so it's like it's one or the other and it's just interesting to say okay in this time right now that we're in what's the advantage mm-hmm. as a seller and a buyer you know mm-hmm. there's advantages to both advantage to a seller right now is there's not very many homes competing against you so when you go to list a house in europe you have a pool and you're on the west side you're you might, realistic with your price and you're realistic with your price you might be the only person with that set of you know, amenities and somebody jumps in and someone, you know, you have four people that want that house. Whereas, you know, when rates were low, um, everybody was selling, there'd be this dinker house on the, you know, in the middle of nowhere, that's got 15 offers on it. And it's just like, it it wasn't really sustainable, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, but yeah, that's kind of, I see that as being kind of the benefit right now is that you can kind of, you can get that credit, you can get that repair done. You can maybe get the roof replaced because it's shot, you know, things like that. Or the seller inventory can stand out, you know, if it's a really good product that comes on the market and realistic. Yep. Um, But yeah, I mean, going back to just all the ebbs and flows of like the interest rate market, I I mean, we're not genies and we don't have like a crystal ball. It it broke. (laughs) (laughs) It broke. Um, But I really think that in this year, like last year was trying to set a, a reset of appreciation of what feels normal and, and the ebbs and the flows and the fluctuation. Um, if everybody wants to compare it to like the housing market crash, our inventory, if you look at it back then was so much significantly higher that when everybody was like, Hey, I just am hoping for a crash. I'm like, what crash? Like we have no inventory to mm-hmm. crash. Like our market right now is at like a uh, inventory of like think in Shasta in like the Redding Shasta County area, like 476 homes. Yeah. Like it's historically very, very low. It's historically very low and we're slowly recovering. And I think as much as people hope for a crash or they hope for price drops and whatnot, I'm like, we want to build back the market in a sustainable way where homes appreciate sustainably over, you know, they're projecting over the next three or four years that homes will go at a normal four to five percent, mm-hmm. you know, appreciation, interest rates. I saw that list where Reading was at the top of the list. Reading it was like seven percent or something. Yeah, Reading on Core Logic came out and said that um, of January of 2024 that they would be the number one city nationwide to appreciate to seven percent. Now, Crazy. some could say they're making up for the three percent change that we had year to date of 2023, mm-hmm. but we still have a margin gap increase and i think as you know uh our area continues to develop we continue to be on the map it's will be interesting to see how that number supports 
over mm-hmm. the time. I think California is getting very expensive. It's always been really expensive, but you can Reading's still- like the last little- The last little hope. Glimmer of hope. <laughs> but I think you can still move up here and find something affordable. Find, you know, we have a Sprouts, we have a Chick-fil-A, we have- We are on the map, people. You know, yeah, you know, we do. <laughs> but I mean, you can come up here and still find an affordable- lifestyle in general Mm -hmm. and those that are feeling like they're getting pushed out of Reading are going to a more conservative you know state or a different area that has different taxes that I think kind of relieves you know the more conservative side of Mm -hmm. California up here Um, but yeah I think in over the next five years I really think that you know we'll still kind of see a recovery and appreciation Mm -hmm. back to a normal pace taking out the anomaly year that we had post-covid where it was like an unsustainable amount of 10 12 percent and i think interest rates although they've ebbed and flowed it's going to be returning back to a normal mindset for a buyer of what uh interest rates are really probably more likely going to be at uh they say predict that maybe at the end of the quarter the end of the year will be at a five, which might even look like a 5.99. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I personally think we're going to be in the mid sixes this entire year. Yeah. It kind of just seems like it's like case by case. So it's like, as soon as the new data comes out, yep. it's like, well, no, we're not going to do anything yet. Or, you know, there anyone who said, Oh, we're going to, we're going to be at 5% by what it's like, they don't know. No I mean, one it's all knows. prediction and everybody keeps yeah. changing it, but I personally think the election will obviously have a big factor in everything mm-hmm. i think this year will kind of be a steady election years are always hard it's a, it's it's just yeah. everything's up in the air kind of and i think this year will be a steady like six range you know um we might peak a little bit into like the low 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 sevens but i think sixes will kind of be like the number mm-hmm. and then i think 2025 will be really the turnover year of where we're in like the fives maybe even hit the fours um just so that we kind of flesh out this whole like you know, everybody's eyes are on the inflation report and what we're doing as an economy Mm -hmm. and adjusting, adjusting, adjusting. It's like, I feel like once the feds can breathe and be like, okay, we're back to a normal, healthy um, economy. Now it's not this like, you know, micromanaging over. Hopefully slowly bring it down. So it's not like a feeding feeding frenzy. Not like post pandemic again. (laughs) Oh yeah. I don't think we could survive that. (laughs) Yeah. So um, any other thoughts for? No, I'm curious what people think about what the future of real estate looks like in the next five years. Um, Yeah. I don't know if we're doing comments below, but if you're commenting on this. (laughs) Or shoot us a DM. Um, You know, if you're listening, we'd love to like, you know, chat with you. We obviously are experts in what we have grown to know our market, um, but every market is different. So mm-hmm. this is some um, hyper local and then this is some national. So if you are in a different area, different state, different country, um, check with your local expert as if to- If someone from a different country is listening to us right we now, do. We that do is, actually. we have made it. We have Belgium, Germany, and Canada. Hello from Reading. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, we would love to be the experts in your corner if you are in the Shasta County area, just talking what we feel that we see on a day-to-day basis with our clients and transactions that we have. Um, but if you have any other real estate questions, um, we're always here. So thanks for tuning in to the Hustle Podcast with a special guest of Dylan. Um, <laughs> Great to be back. Talking about the next five years in real estate. We'll catch you on the next episode. See you soon. All I can think of is Chick-fil-A fries. Let's do it.